0: Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say in every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have Hunter Flanagan with us today. He is a country artist from Georgia. He won Teen Artist of the Year in 2018 at the Georgia Country Awards and was overall artist in 19 and 20. We're going to talk about some new songs he's recording and everything else he's up to.
0: And we're excited to have him on. So welcome to the show.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I it <coughs> should be a
3: lot of fun. At least we can <laughs> yes. hear you now. Yeah, you can yes. hear me. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, that's important.
0: <laughs> um, so I always like to start the show out the same. How has COVID affected what you've done over the last 18 months? And what have you done to maneuver through it?
2: So um, COVID hit me just as hard as I'm sure it hit everybody else. Uh, I did basically nothing for oh, like, three months or so. And then... From like March to like July or something like that, and um, but then we started trying to get out there a little more. Uh, the one good thing that COVID did bring is it was the entire basis of like my first single that got released on oh, wow. Spotify. Really Going to hell, that was all about COVID. Um, I never would have had that song if it hadn't been for it. Um, but. Then when things started opening up a little more, things were definitely weird. There's still to this day some venues like out in New Orleans that I still haven't been able to get back to because of COVID restrictions.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: like mm-hmm. having to load in with masks on and things like that was definitely the weirdest thing to get used to. But I think we should be pretty much we're back to kicking. We're, uh, we're trudging right along trying to get back to pre-COVID numbers of shows and things like that. But we're doing all right.
0: You know, that's like with us, you know, we launched this show January 2020
2: Yes.
0: and our original plan was to do hundred interviews last year. We thought, you know, if we could do that in our first year, it'd be a great foundation. And then COVID happens. Yes. And I'm sitting there like, oh man, you know, as bad as COVID was, this could be our opportunity to shine because people like you need a place to talk and we're going to give it to you. And because yeah, of that, anybody. we ended up doing over 300 interviews last year and we're over 470 now.
2: Wow, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, talk about a silver lining for y'all in a time where like in-person interviews and things like that. Y'all just really made that work, didn't y'all? Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah cause, we yeah. saw
1: the opportunity and, and we had to make it. the best of the Because we started
2: going after guests we probably
0: would not have went after right yeah. um, back then as a brand new show. And next thing you know, we end up with people like Randy Travis, Sarah Evans, and and many
2: others on the show. And we're like,
0: we're just like, whoa,
2: you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you said guests, we probably wouldn't have gone after. I thought I assumed you were talking about scraping the bottom of the barrel, getting people like me. <laughs> then you bring up Randy <laughs> Travis. Jeez, man.
0: <laughs> well, I'm saying that we wouldn't have went after being a brand new show because you know, yeah. again, you know, yeah, brand new show. It's big. really hard unless you already have clout. Yeah. It's hard exactly. to get the bigger guests. And so it was like all of a sudden we were like, you know what? Let's just open the doors,
1: Let's see what happens.
0: And now we have a good balance of rising stars like yourself yes. and bigger stars too, and everything in between.
2: Well, I like being called a rising star, even it might be a little, <laughs> little false. I'm more like you know, heading back down right now, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Now you're, you know, no, you've already won awards. No. You got a Josie under your belt now, or not, or Josie nomination under your yes. belt. Yes. So, um, yeah. so you're rising. So, you know, oh, don't, you know give yourself yeah. more credit than that. Yeah. In a world of rising
2: stars, I'm just a floodlight just sitting in someone's
0: yard. <laughs> <garden.
1: laughs>
0: so, um, when did you know that you wanted to do music? Um, when did it click that this could be a career?
2: Um, I don't really know when it clicked that it could be a career, but I've done this for as long as I can remember. Uh, 16 months old, I knew all the songs and dances to Wizard of Oz, so oh, wow. my family knew I was either going to be a musician or a spree killer. They didn't know which one. Um, and then, <laughs> like, six years old, maybe, I did my first contest, and uh, it was just like a little Carrollton's Idol type thing, like an American Idol for like, our small town, and I won that, mm-hmm. and I just... I loved every second of it. So I just yeah. immediately took to it. And for a while, I just did it as a hobby. I did a lot of singing on the backs of pickup trucks and things like that at festivals. Okay. And then about 14, maybe 15, about when I started picking up the guitar about four or five years ago, uh, that's when I realized that I could do this to like make money, that there's actually like payment to it. So yeah. I started really buckling down and started getting gigs and writing my own stuff. And so probably the last... Five, maybe six years now. Wow. So
0: what would you say is something unusual about you that people don't know?
2: Um, I am a rescue diver on my way to getting dive master. So I'm oh, a... Um, oh, very
0: that clever. was one of my questions about uh, that. Yes. So, so how did Let's that come about?
1: about
2: that. So that's actually an even weirder story. Uh, so <laughs> when I was a kid, I had tubes in my ears. So like for the longest time, I couldn't even go underwater. I had to wear earplugs uh-huh. and everything. Oh, I couldn't even... No wonder. But ever since like first grade, uh, I read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and I used to find like old reruns of like the Jacques Cousteau documentaries and shows oh, yeah. and things like that. And I always loved the ocean. And so, but I can never go into it. And then I had a checkup at like 16 years old and they told me, okay, your ears are finally healed. They're finally good. You're, you're normal. You should be able to go underwater and do things like everybody else. That same day, I didn't even tell my family, I found a dive shop called deep south divers
3: wow.
2: and i signed up for a course and i said hey next week y'all gonna drop me off at this place with all these <laughs> random people and she was like all right cool."
1: wow wow
0: and then the rest is history on that part uh of-
2: yeah yeah i mean that's my hobby i guess that keeps me grounded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know it's great to have at least one hobby if not more because again you know sometimes you see a lot of people they like you know they only do music and sometimes I think it broadens you and broadens your songs yeah, if you have some hobbies so that you can mm-hmm. stay balanced and in tune with what the world's doing.
2: Yeah. I, did, I don't think I did it right, though, because usually a hobby is something that you can like stay home and just chill with. But my <laughs> hobby is something that also requires me to travel. So I'm like never here. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so, so you're
0: just you're just laying it out there saying, so I just travel.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I barely know like the work layout of my own home.
3: <laughs>
0: now, as you know, a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, a Carrie. A- Miranda and all the top artists but they don't see the grind the sacrifice the tears the struggles it takes not just to get to their level but even a career base within music and I always want to talk about that side of it cuz um I think it's so glossed over you know some people think oh I got the talent I can make it but we both know that that's not always the case there's many people that never make it with the talent but there's a lot of grind a lot of sacrifice let's talk a little bit about that what have you done through your life career so far where it's been like the grind
2: yeah um my favorite thing to tell to people that are like that is you know those overnight success stories that you hear constantly on Facebook and Instagram (laughs) man those things are 20 years in the making they just don't talk about that yeah like even people like uh like Zach Brown or some of my favorite artists like Tyler Childers and Sturzel Simpson and like Old Crow Medicine Show the guys that wrote Wagon Wheel they Mm -hmm yeah, they got found and all of a sudden they were famous, but they had been (laughs) asking and doing what we do for like 10, 20 years before that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it definitely is like, like you said, it's just, it's a grind. It really is. You have to look at this like it is a job because it is like I do between four and five shows a week and also the traveling that goes with that. And on top of that, it's also keeping all your instruments in check. You know, I don't, have roadies that go and restring my guitars for me and get them all set up. You know, we got to do that ourselves. And I tell people, man, I get paid to drive. The singing is the free bit that I do, like in the. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: That's funny because that's like our show. A lot of people see that in the thirty to sixty minutes of our show, we have so much fun with and the guests. And this is the fun part. And this is where we are in our zone. This is the fun part. But the not so fun is. part is the behind the scenes of trying to set all this up, hoping people show up. Um, getting emails last minute where they say nope can't happen, um, and trying to figure out okay what we're going to do, you know, and and so much of the rejection and this and that, and and so I love it the where we can talk
2: about stuff like that because I think people need to see that side of entertainment. They do, because um, too many people like I always tell about uh, sleeping in rest stops. Exactly, uh, I slept in <laughs> a rest stop last night. Uh, <laughs> um, I always tell people because people always tell me. Like I do a lot of shows in Nashville and places like that. And they tell me, oh man, Nashville, like city lights, fantastic. Don't you love there? No. Hey, mm-hmm. Nashville. Can't stand Nashville. Nashville is a dirty town full of dirty people and the cleanest cowboy boots I've ever seen. Cause they just bought them that day. Um, uh, anybody who like, cause people, Nashville is like where country music goes to die because people go there and they think that they're going to make it. Like it's going to be like a Loretta Lynn story or like an old story. where like, you're going to go here and get seen. You're going to be famous overnight. that's not how it works. It's a 10 Keep year city Nashville. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Uh, like that, uh, that Ward Davis song, 15 years in a 10 year town. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: and, and a lot of people don't realize, you know, th- what, what Nashville really is great at is the songwriting side. You're probably not going to get famous yeah. as an artist if you stay in Nashville, yeah.
2: but the
3: songwriters they have
2: way more to like earn from there. And, and the bad
0: thing about songwriters now is they get cheated when it comes to streaming. So, you know, that's you can't true. win.
2: Yes. Oh yeah. You're talking about you get a hundred thousand streams on Spotify and they give you half a penny.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. It, it, yeah. It's just crazy. And so it makes it, so everything that's coming out makes it so much harder for artists to make it in this day and time. I mean, I remember a friend of mine, we interviewed um, Joe Kelly with CDX Nashville. He's, you know, he's in the distribution of music. And he was telling us how in the 90s, because CDs were so big then, he said he said they were making a killing, you know, oh, yeah, because CDs CD were getting says, pumped uh-huh. out, pumped out, pumped out. And he says, by 2000, you had to do this big change and it just changed everything.
2: Yeah. It's kind of weird that like there's like no money in the producing your own music side of things like there used to be. I like, used to, you know, to make the money, you sold the records, then you went on tour and like want to do shows yeah. just because yeah. now it's the exact opposite like the shows are what makes you money and the yeah. records you do just to get your name out there it's kind of weird how and then covid
0: out. comes along and destroys the touring side yeah. and, you go the form. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like you know it's like it's like y'all your know, artists just can't catch a break you know like you said it flip it used to be you you made all your money off of, of the product and touring was just a supplement. Now touring became the money. And then all of a sudden that got taken away.
2: Oh, yeah. It comes to the territory, though. Like I got to tell people I'm professionally unemployed, so I just take what I can get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Now, you know, we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side. Let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a few moments where you're like, wow, that happened?
2: um i guess the first thing that comes to mind is of course being able to open for a lot of the artists that i've opened for and getting to meet people like mark wills and like gene watson and confederate railroad like some of the people that i saw as heroes growing up getting to meet them and i just basically chew their ear off talking to them and making them like miss half their show because i won't leave them alone i won't leave the green room um (laughs) and like even people like herman's hermits like the guys who wrote like henry the eighth and mrs brown like some of my old, like my favorite, like 60s British invasion music. I got mm-hmm. to meet the people behind that. That's so cool. And yeah. doing like scholarship. Sorry, I'm looking at my mantle right now to get ideas. Like doing the, uh, the scholarship with Republic Records, like getting to meet the owner of Republic Records and seeing yeah. like the backside
3: of oh, things. Yeah. And
2: just things like that are just fantastic. And I wouldn't trade those opportunities for the world.
0: And speaking of opportunities, yeah. you, you're going to perform a song for us, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. Now's Um, the time. The floor is yours.
1: Floor is yours.
2: It's almost like you told me beforehand that I was gonna perform, so I had a guitar (laughs) handing.
1: How convenient, yeah. I hate to pull the
2: curtain
0: back, but. (laughs) So Uh tell us about the song you're gonna perform and then the floor is completely yours.
3: So, um, oh, wow. That's
2: a lot of me. I don't like seeing that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, this is an original. This isn't the two that are released. This isn't Broken or world's going to Hell. So, this is some unreleased content just for y'all. Just for Chris and Sandy. Oh, exclusive.
1: We love it. Yep.
2: And whoever else happens to be eavesdropping on our private conversation.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I'm a sucker for, like, funny songs. Like, I grew up with things mm-hmm. like like Papa Loves Mama and, like, Garth Brooks, people like that who kind of had, like, a sense of humor in their music. So yeah. I wrote this song about a loving husband, grandfather, kind of getting with a gold digger. And it's one of my favorite
3: songs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully y'all can hear that.
3: Yeah, we can. All righty. We all sat in silence So he drove grandma away You're always wondering what pop would do Being alone every day He taught us all about true love if My lesson was today He wrote off someone else And all he had to say Papa's got a brand new honey, he can't do any wrong. She lit out with all his money, and all he left was a song. My feet thinking, Hunter, that's hard, maybe true love look real. He's got a ready-paid family, we're stuck with the bill. We're a perfect family, like Johnny Cass and June. Should've called you, will oh, Hank Senior Seen your good sheet heart, just told on you. He's got a shiny new wedding ring, Grandpa was in the ground. He was leaving for the funeral, he leave the town. bob has got a brand new honey, ain't doing any wrong. She lit out with all his money, and all he left was a song. I've been thinking, hunter, that's hard. Maybe true look real. He made my The stuck foot in the building He lived out in the middle of the night Wider than a church bounce Swapped his loving family Third shift at the Waffle House You know he couldn't wake Wipe the slate Move up to the hills Those hills have rires His family's got prior And the favorite store is Goodwill I' has got brand new honey no doubt with all that money, and all he lived was a song He might be thinking, Hunter, that's hard to true love real He's got a ready-made family, just are stuck putting the bill
1: Oh,
0: love it yeah. What a fun
2: I song. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to have fun too, right? Yes. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like. I'm terrible at writing slow songs. I'm surprised that like Broken even made it past my writing book because like every song I write, like even World's Going to Hell, when I wrote World's Going to Hell, it was supposed to be a super somber, soft song, like a kind yeah. of like a, an old school like folk song type thing. And then I wrote Ooh. the lyrics. And I'm looking. And I was like, Ah, screw it. We'll put it to a Johnny Cash beat. That'll be fun.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people see you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. So take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are.
2: Let's do this. Let's try to get past all of Team Hunter. All right. So <laughs> uh, the, definitely the people that I have to thank most is like, my mom was here since like day one, and she still is running most of what I do. I don't even know how mm-hmm. social media works. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but then there's people like uh, like Dan from Georgia Country and like Kelly and Angela Ashworth and all these people who helped book me and Nashville Entertainment, the people that got me in contact with y'all. Yep. Um, oh,
1: yes, we love them. Oh, yeah, so do I.
2: And all of these different people who have just, they've taken me and decided that they're going to try to promote me, which thankfully, because I, I have no idea about that side of things. Well, thank you, Jennifer. I did, I just realized there was messages down there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of the other people I have to thank are people like uh, a lot of mentors, because when I got into country music, especially the type of country music that I do, the more old school outlaw type country. Um, most of the people that do it are older, that have been doing this for a long time, that are yeah. suckers yeah. like the Hank Williams and Johnny Cash and things like that. And it's very easy for like those people. It could have been very easy for them to make this hard for me to get into this type of music, but people like Greg Erwin and Eric Clanton and Freddie Shelby and all these Mm -hmm. other people, uh, Rob Grader names on top of my head that just literally took me in and decided to just show me the ropes. And like, even like Greg Erwin, like I got this guitar and he made me this strap. He's like one of my best mentors and just a lot of people like that who just, I would not be, anywhere near where I am without those people. Cause I'd just be lost trying to figure out how to get a gig at like a La Fiesta still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you, you talked about um, your mom, tell us a mom story and you probably got a thousand of them, but tell us a story that stands out where she went above and beyond for your passion, your career here that you're like, wow, she gets that. This is what I want to do.
2: Um, well, just like so off the top of my head, the fact that she's still to this day, like goes to a good like 80 to 90% of my shows because she doesn't trust me on my own, I think, but no, she goes because she just wants to support me and like helps with sound check and helps load things in and things like that. Like she doesn't have to, like I've done this long enough. Like I can go to these shows on my own, but like she goes just for the complete support. Even the places like getting in the car and riding with me like 16 hours to go out to new Orleans she didn't have to do that. And we literally did the shows and came right back. Like, I know this woman just wants to go home and watch <coughs> investigative discovery, like everybody else her age. <laughs> She's going to hit me for that one. Um, but no, like things like that. And just being completely supportive of it when I was a kid and I, and you know, everybody else is like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. And I just said, I want to be a I want to try to make garage band a suitable career. And she was like, all right, cool. I guess we're doing it <laughs> rolling with the punches like that. I couldn't imagine. Like- I
0: love that because I think when it, that's one of the hardest parts for a musician. And cause we talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. and most people that come on our show who has some foundation, they're like you, where they got the parents to uplift them. But there's a yeah. lot of people that, that they're, that as soon as you say, they're like, Oh, I want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or a business owner or something. And all of a sudden you're like, I, w- I just want to play music. Oh, no, 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 no. And I think that a lot of it has to do with two. Is society's got two extremes. You've got your Blake Shelton and then you've got your broke brother-in-law that's been doing it for 50 years and never made a dime. But they don't. But a lot of times parents don't realize there are so many layers in between where people yeah. can literally make a living and never be known.
2: That is exactly what I tell people, um, especially because the one question that every single musician, Thank you. The, um, the one thing that every single musician gets asked a million times is, so like, you want to be famous? You want this? You want that? It's like, no, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be Blake Shelton famous or Luke Bryan famous or anything. I don't want to be A-list, but people don't understand that there is a there is a perfect, like, Nice little middle ground between broke and famous where you can just live comfortably. Like I have really good friends of mine who, this is all they do and this is all they've done for the past 30 years and it supports whole families, but they're not known household names. They can still go to Walmart and buy a loaf of bread without getting swarmed. Yeah. But at the same time they get to do what they love and not have to compromise that. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and sometimes you look up and that one song goes crazy and yeah. the rest is history. And, and if that happens, great. But again, you're doing what you love. you got to, you're making a career out of it. Absolutely, and I think yeah. that that's the most important thing people can do. Cause there's many people that if you, if you go out on the street and you, and you ask a hundred people, are you happy at your job? 99% will say no, but they're not living that passion. You're at least living that passion, whether you get rich or not, doesn't matter. You're making it happen.
2: Yeah. I tell people um, that it's about people who are trying to get into music and trying to do like what we do is um, is just, if you go in here wanting to be a list famous, you're Mm -hmm. just going to constantly wake up every day disappointed. I tell people every day, I'm like, I'm happy where I am. If I don't advance another level, if I don't gain a single new follower, if I just stay steady where I am for the rest of my life, I'm happy but I'm not content. I'm still going yeah. for something yeah, else exactly. at the same right. time. If it never comes, you got to be happy where you are. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
0: love that you put it that way. Cause I, you know, that's what I've always said. It's funny you said that. Cause I always tell people that you, you need to be happy where you are, but not be content where you are. Cause there is a
2: difference. There's a total difference, yeah, because I'm always pushing for the next thing, and my promoters are always pushing for the next thing, and my mom's always pushing me with a stick towards the next thing. Um, But yeah, at the same time, if tomorrow I got told by like somebody that, hey, you're going to live to be 90, but you're never going to advance farther than where you are, but you're still going to be able to do what you're doing, I'd still be happy, but I'd still be going love that Mm
0: -hmm, you know speaking of family and teams we have a third co-host our little nine-year-old that we bring on and ask a couple questions so sandy's gonna go get him yeah i'll get it and and we've got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older she'll be plugged in the show too because we are a family affair show that's
3: awesome so while she's
0: getting while she's getting him um what is something that's happened on stage that's kind of funny that that you know you can
2: tell us um, I have the one that I always tell people because I have a weird thing in my gigs uh, where recently people wonder why I don't look like directly at the audience. I'll usually look above them and it some in smaller venues is kind of more noticeable. Mm. Um, and there's a specific reason for that. Cause I was performing at, uh, at old red, which is Blake Shelton's bar out in Gatlinburg. And I was performing there and I was on the stage. I was going fantastic. I was doing like white house. Show. I was doing a really high energy song. I was really feeling it. And this, 20 something year old like blonde girl like one of the prettiest women i've ever seen walks up to the stage puts a tip in my tip bucket looks up looks me directly in the eyes and just yells above the crowd you have crackhead eyes <laughs> and to this day i don't know what she meant but i have never made eye contact with a fan since <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh god
0: I, I love that story and <laughs> perfect timing
1: hi hunter so what's your favorite food
2: my favorite food Ooh, that's a good question um i'm a sucker for like a good just like a good lamb chop or something like that but I'm, I'm more of an adventurous eater so if you bring me like lamb brains or bone marrow or something like that like i'm completely content and <laughs> what's yours
3: mine is pizza
2: Oh, you can't go wrong with that though. Wait, what um, toppings? What toppings on the pizza? Because that's very um,
3: important. Pepperoni, sausage, and supreme.
2: He's got like three favorites. My man. My man. All right. He's a medieval, definitely.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite TV show?
2: My favorite TV show. Um, let's see. I love. I like crime drama. so like Peaky Blinders, Sopranos, things like that. I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like gangster shows, things like that. What about you?
3: Mine is SpongeBob.
2: Well, all right, can't go wrong with SpongeBob. I've watched SpongeBob as, like ever since I was a kid, and yeah, what's well, been cool too because
0: we, you know, we bring on artists and actors on the show that he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon Disney shows. So I reach out to his shows people, and we've been able to bring a lot of people from his shows on our show. That's so cool.
2: That's actually really cool. I would love to have met like some of my favorite actors from. TV oh, shows. me too. I'm That's always awesome. like,
0: you know, he don't realize at this point. How privileged and lucky he is for that, but one day he'll understand.
2: <laughs> yeah, like when I started doing acting and like I got to meet some of my favorite actors, like Matthew McConaughey and like Kevin Hart, oh, wow. and Rock and Ed Helms, and people like that. Like I was just dumbstruck, just staring at him, going, "Hi!" <laughs> wow, love that. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh, that's a good question. I love, I'm a horror movie fan, so, uh, like, The Thing or, like, the Halloween movies, probably something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you?
3: Oh, mine is the Minions movie. Eh? All
2: right, cool. I I think my mom really loves that movie, weirdly enough. Like, every time I come, like, <laughs> video, I'm watching that movie, so it must be good.
0: We've watched yeah. it so many times because of him and our two-and-a-half-year-old, so it's like, we probably know every part of to, to the whole set <laughs> of movies of that. <laughs>
3: right. Bye, thanks.
0: Well, good to meet you.
3: good me <laughs>
0: Yeah, he loves doing that. We love having him on. Like I said, you know, we try to combine the family into this. You know, when I first launched the show, I was like, you know what, let's make it a family show. You know, not not necessarily we'll always be a family type guest, but we can at least be the family side. <laughs> yeah. Well it is man. Yeah. So um if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive, who would it be? And let's just take it one step further. Name one that's not here, one it is.
2: Yeah, one of each.
1: One's not here, one that is. Oh, that's
2: that actually makes it a little more interesting. So, one that is is my favorite artist, hands down. I mentioned them earlier. Uh, Old Crow Medicine Show. I love the way they write, I love oh, their like yes. kind, of, kind of feel, and they seem like they have I've seen them live, and they're like it's the best concert I've ever seen. So I bet they put on an amazing show, too. And one that's
3: not here, that's a good question.
2: Um, hmm. you know, I wouldn't be a sucker to uh, to he just recently passed, so it's uh it's gonna hurt my heart a little bit. But uh John Prime, man, one of the best songwriters uh, of all time. I would yeah. to been able to just beat him, just been in the same room
1: with that man.
0: Yeah. But, um, yes. One the of ours name. is like Johnny Cash because you know, John, Johnny and June has a kind of a story like ours because I went through 19 years of addictions and The first five years of our marriage was really hectic on her, like it was June. So when we watched their story, and I've been sober almost 14 years now.
3: We're
1: like
0: So it's like fascinated with their story because it reminds us of us.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I um I even like made a little joke towards Johnny Cash and June in that song that I sang for y'all. Exactly. That's
0: what made me think of of that during that moment. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know, he's talking about Johnny there. Yeah. So now you probably have a thousand answers for this song. Oh, but just think yeah. of something that just pops in your head. Um, But what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote?
2: You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive. Wow. That is one of my favorite songs. I love the Patti Loveless version. I love the Brad Paisley version. It is. I have a lot of family from Eastern Kentucky and a lot of family that were coal miners. And that song never ceases to just give me like, chills down Eastern, my mom. Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I'm from Eastern Kentucky and my dad
2: was a coal miner. It is my it is my favorite song to perform and just one of my favorite songs to listen to. And there's something about that intro, just that. Where's it at? There's something about that simple, like a D minor chord that just gives me like goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they
0: she lived like so far east that it was 15 10 to 15 minutes from the Virginia line. Yeah,
2: in that little
1: eastern corner of the state, Pike County. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. So and it's up in the booty. So I remember oh, first yeah. time I visited because she was from, I
1: lived up in a holler.
0: He had I, I didn't know what a holler was when yeah. we yeah. met online. So I was in Georgia, she's mm-hmm. in Kentucky, and you know, and here it is, we met online and first time I went up to see her, she's driving and I'm following her and she's going through winding roads. roads i'm like where the
1: heck I, <laughs> I was like
0: where's she taking me? and i lived
1: on a one-lane road yeah <laughs> where cars can't always pass each other at some you point have,
0: somebody has like, to back up in the driveway
2: if two cars are coming up and
1: i never seen anything like that so i'm like stunned here <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
2: my, my favorite story is like so my mom especially they're from like Kentucky, that's the side of family it is. We used to visit there all the time when I was a kid. So like, I love being up there. I love the hills, I love everything about it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And that's also why I have a weird love for bluegrass and banjo music. Um, So I'll never forget it. Like she was telling me stories of her growing up and like, she used to be like a beauty beauty pageant, things like that. And she told me, she's like, yeah, I was the queen of the ham festival. And I said, what the (laughs)
3: hell is a ham festival? (laughs) We used
2: to go chase a pig every year at the festival. (laughs) We'd greet a pig and try to catch it. This is
3: a real thing people did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's like the very first time i went up there to visit her oh yes our I, big festival they, they, was their biggest there. festival hillbilly
1: days yeah and i and, and
0: we're okay, right in the
1: middle and, of and my mom
0: Day, and i huh? stayed at a hotel that's like right in the middle of where all the and so we oh, got yeah. to experience what hillbilly days is our first time going there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It was crazy.
1: It was. <laughs> it really yeah. is, man. It's, it's different up there, but it's fantastic. It's like <laughs> different
2: some world. One of nicest there. people you'll ever meet. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. a beautiful country,
0: though. Beautiful I love it. You know, I love the oh, mountains yeah. up there. It's definitely beautiful mm-hmm. and, you know, too yeah, cold for me, but from there. outside of that,
2: it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we always go around uh Katie's and, like, we still have family in, like, Central City, Kentucky around there, like, okay. around the Lampton Lakes yeah. and all that stuff. So, love it up there. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> so back in 2015,
0: we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was yes. Kelsey, so to speak. And one of the questions I asked her back then was where she want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us back then to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she knew where she was. Yeah, going.
1: She had it all. And like out. you
0: said earlier, you still got it. You're still got to drive, even though you're happy where you're at. You're just not content. So knowing that, where do you want to be
2: in five years? Well, I still know that I'm super young and still at just the, the beginning of the road for where I'm gonna go, um, for good or for ill. Uh, but I think in five years, I just I really want to have a lot more music out there. I want to be just a little bit more known. A uh, definitely, I want to have more of a fan base and people who just I'm, I'm a sucker for. I'm not one who tries to get a bunch of like. Eh, fans like I like to have like every single fan I have I know that the few fans that I do have they would follow me to the ends of the earth wow. uh, and I like having like, yeah. more of a family as opposed to a fan base and I just want to you know build that as long as I'm not like living under a bypass in five years I'm happy <laughs> I just want to push this farther and definitely be moving past the uh the restaurants and the, the menu venues as I call them and more into ticketed yeah. events and stuff like
1: that. Awesome. <laughs> now, what are some sources of
2: inspiration for you? So I have some of the weirdest sources of inspiration because uh, <laughs> my mom was an 80s hairband fan and like, oh, was on, yeah. like 70s and 80s rock, like back mm-hmm. all the way back to like, 60s rock, like 60s, 70s and 80s. Huh. Um, so when I was in the car with her, we'd jam out to like, Sticks and Alice oh, yeah. Cooper and Queen and oh, Rolling so. Stones and like some weird like rock like basically the the best of rock music. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was in the car with like my brother, we would listen to Randy Travis and
3: oh, okay. Junior and
2: Johnny Cash. So I have this weird mix of both of them. And then when I started listening to my own music, I became a sucker for a lot of bluegrass and things like okay. Old Crow Balls yeah. and Dooley Deweybry. Things like that, and uh, so I have this horrible conglomeration of hair bands and bluegrass music, and it is not good. People do not like it when I control the radio in a car.
1: <laughs>
2: Interesting. You're, you're liable to go
0: anywhere. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's Basically. like that's like with with Sandy. She will change. Oh things. yeah,
1: I'm a radio. She's a radio flipper, ch-
0: flipper. and it's mm-hmm. like it's like if a song comes on, it very first thought part of it. She don't Yeah, nope,
1: um, Let's can. try something else. And our two and a, a, two and a half year old's smell. in control now because if she likes something, I try to change it. She, she, oh, she no. screams. She'll <laughs> scream now. Yeah? She's the boss now. Of the radio.
3: <laughs> don't, touch don't touch my radio. I will scream.
1: what would you like your legacy to be as an artist what would you like to be most known and remembered
2: for um i'm kind of happy like with this certain thing so i was uh, i was talking to a really close friend of mine another diver friend and he said something about me that like just made me feel super happy and it's honestly if that was my legacy i'd be just super content with that uh because we were talking and he said that I am one of the, he called me one of the kindest, most genuine people he'd ever met. And that nobody had a bad word to say about me. Now that is a lie, but I, <laughs> it. And I just, I just like being known as a guy that people can talk to and somebody that is always here. My door is always open for anybody. Like That's all I care about. Love that.
1: Love that. Awesome. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them?
2: Well, um, hi to both of y'all uh okay,
3: okay.
2: no but thank y'all so much for supporting me and letting me do what i do um it takes your hard earned money to keep me unemployed uh but i am i couldn't have asked for a better fan base honestly like anything i put out like they're right there just chopping at the bit to listen okay. to it and i love seeing yeah. people at shows shows like, i was at a, a show in nashville and someone came, came out and had a copy of like a movie that I was in and wanted me to sign it. And that was just, it makes my little narcissist heart happy. Um, (laughs) So I just, I am, I'm just genuine. (laughs) I'm genuinely just thrilled and shocked every day when I see that there are actual people, like I get comments on like Facebook and things like like there are actual people that listen to me and listen to what I have to say and what I do. Like that is just so bizarre. But thank y'all so much and stick around. I promise it gets better.
0: Love awesome. that. So as we come to a close here, and let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special and they feel called to music, but they're still getting their feet wet out there. So what advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years?
2: Um, definitely stick with it. Be prepared to be told no a thousand times in a thousand different ways. Uh, Learn to love that word because it makes it easier to swallow. Uh, Go out, even if it's just at a coffee shop or something, just get some experience singing in front of people. Learn some cover songs, learn some songs people love. Leonard Skinner always goes well. Uh, Just get out there and do it. Just do it. Like, don't wait until tomorrow for what could be done today we don't know how many days we got left on the surf so if you want to learn guitar like everybody always tells me when they see me pull out like a banjo they're like oh i bought a banjo 10 years ago and i never got around to learning it just go learn it. you don't have to be good just learn a couple chords learn to pick a little bit and i promise you you won't regret it even if you just never progress past a campfire guitarist who just brings it out every time y'all go camping You're still going to love it. And it's still a lot of fun. And I've never seen anybody who like told me that they learned guitar and hated it. Like just get out there and sing or act or open that coffee shop. Y'all wanted to open just whatever you want to do.
0: And I love what you said there, because we, we had um, Christian artist Matthew West on earlier this morning. We did. And he's got a song called what if and and the whole song song, is about what if, today's all I got.
1: Yeah. Well, today's my last day. And
0: I love what, and you kind of tied into that earlier because again, we don't know today may be all I got. So we might as well live the life that we're supposed to live.
2: Yeah. And that's how I try to live my life. That's why I got into singing and acting and scuba diving and even like things like my beekeeping and weird things like that, that are just like one-off things that I've done. Like I just, if I find something that I want to do, like There's no sense in not doing it. If I have the means to do it, only live once. Yeah, so
1: true. So
0: So tell everybody how they can find you. Yes. All right. This is
2: my favorite part. So if y'all want to find me, I've got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that millennial stuff. It's Hunter Flanagan, F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. A A lot of A's, a lot of N's, no I's. Uh, If you put an I in my name, you might find a Hunter. He might be able to sing, but it ain't going to help me because it isn't going to be me. Uh, the website, <laughs> is thehunterflanagan.com, spelled the exact same way. I do weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs, anything that pays really. I have no shame. Uh, and that's about mm-hmm. it. And don't forget to stream World's Going to Hell on Spotify, Pandora, and all the other places music is sold. And Broken should be coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm.
0: Love um, that. And yeah, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And yes. we look forward to having you back down the road.
2: Yeah, definitely. I love doing interviews and I really like y'all. Y'all were nice and y'all were super sweet when I could not figure out how to get the sound to work. And I was just aggressively,
1: <laughs> oh, no you, ever just,
2: you ever just aggressively try to learn sign language in a moment and you're just doing things. You're like, I know they're going to understand what I mean. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, I'm, I'm, so cause I'm like,
0: at least, at least you could hear us. because it yeah, it's you could hear us. We, we,
1: sometimes
0: there have been one time or once or other. twice where they, we couldn't hear them and they couldn't hear us. So we're trying to communicate. communicate yes,
1: and, course,
0: and I, I forget. There's a little chat box in but um, yeah. behind the scenes of this software mm-hmm. too that we oh, could chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I said, we really enjoyed.
1: It was fun, it we was fun it.
2: and we look forward to having you back. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Thank you all so much for having me. Uh, Thanks
1: for your time today.